Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, Ryan's having internet connections. Ron's got to turn down his damn volume. Sue is already bitching at us. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Uh, Ryan's internet tonight is taking a hiatus from Thanksgiving. It's still on vacation. Ron, how you doing tonight? Oh, doing pretty good. I'm here, you know. Yeah, it's nice to see that the uh, heckling fandom is complaining that we're starting the show late, just like every week. Yeah, Sue, we did get it up, and uh, we're glad to hear from you on it. So glad you're here tonight. Uh, so, Ron, what would you think of Week 12 this week? Uh, pretty good week. Uh, all of our teams won, which is always good. Uh, a lot of big injuries that we'll have to get into. Yeah, and you know, at some point we might actually be joined by Ryan tonight. But uh, yeah, guys, if you like uh, the, what we have to offer for you here at Garbage Time Fantasy Football, you can find us at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, TuneIn, Amazon, YouTube at www.garbagetimeff.com. And with the laggy asshole below us, Ryan also does an MMA podcast show. It looks like he's actually figured out his internet connection, which is kind of cool. How you doing yeah, tonight, Ryan? Good. I hopped on and paid my bill. It made a world of difference. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> amazing how much that helps. It is. It's like he's running a wires from Ron's house or something. <laughs> I thought I saw a strange man outside. Yeah, I thought so too. So, guys, would you like to get into the news first, or would you like to play the voicemail we got? I thought I thought it was a leprechaun at first. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it, it's because he was right below your window. No. <laughs> all right. So, with that, let's get into our voicemail first. All right. All right. All right, let's let's see what what Anger Christian has to say tonight. Hey guys, it's your number one hackling fan here. I have a question for you guys today. How confident does one have to be to take on a double bet against the Lions and against Mac Jones? The answer, as confident and as cocky as JJ, a.k.a. Mr. Pretender, was after winning his first apology bet. <laughs> Way to take advantage of JJ. You made me proud. Christian, <laughs> Oh, not going to lie. I almost played it again. Yeah, yeah so. Look, one of us pushed the buttons, Joe. You don't like when I'm pressing the buttons, too. So what Christian is in reference to right there is uh, JJ owes us an apology bet, and uh, Ryan happily wrote one up, and JJ is currently not on the show this week because he's uh, got better things to do than uh, hang out with us cool kids. So we're expecting either a voicemail or a video from him at some point this week, and we will happily play it for the heckling fandom because, you know, we owe it to you guys to uh, hold us to a higher standard. So, uh Ryan is holding JJ to a higher standard as shown by what's going to be happening soon. And Sue has got a comment here before we get into uh, the news on the show. He says, I know it might be early, but I put a claim for Alexander Madison because if Cook is getting 20 plus touches and they're playing the Lions. So listen here, Sue, I think 
Alexander Madison is easily a top 12 running back this week, especially going up against the Lions. When he wasn't playing this, when Delvin Cook wasn't playing this week and Alexander Madison was filling in for him, he was absolutely phenomenal. And going up against that awesome matchup against the Lions, there's no reason he shouldn't be a running back one right on the spot. And speaking of Delvin Cook, we'll uh, skip that part of the news and put it in this segment here. Um, he ended up hurting his shoulder and I believe he tore something too. It's a injury that he has had throughout his career. He's expected to miss two weeks. So right now the Vikings are determining if that injury is bad enough to put him on IR or if they're just going to let him right now for those two weeks. But it looks like you guys might actually have him back for playoffs too. And Sue also comments that I have James Conner, uh, Robinson, who I might start. Um, I think Alexander Madison is a better start than James Conner, honestly, this week. James Robinson is getting a lot of volume. So, yeah, and torn labor. Thanks for filling us in for that. And, guys, do you have any comments on Delvin Cook or Alexander Madison before we get into the news? I think he has two torn labrums now. Yeah, he got he one earlier already, in the season. The yeah, he was one. already playing through one, and now he tore the other one. Like, I don't know what exercises he's doing, but – he needs to focus on that part of his body a little bit more, I think. <laughs> yeah, some more shoulder presses. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, what I think he needs to do is to get into garbage time, pump time. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's garbage something going on there. Time. Yeah, he needs to be maybe. hitting the gym with us at 445 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he just needs to start running, like standing straight up. That should be effective. And he'll get, <laughs> get hit like here instead of. Yeah. Yeah, no. Get that shoulder stuff in. All right, boys. You ready for the recaps or you want the news first? Uh probably news first. Don't we normally do news first? Yes. Yeah, news. News updates. I was just asking you guys because I really want to play the screaming recap, that's all. <laughs> All right, in our first little bit of news tonight, too, Dan Arnold suffered a sprained ACL and is expected to be out for four to six weeks. This is obviously a clear drop for fantasy football. He's done for the season for you. Any chance you guys would consider him maybe championship week if he was there four to six weeks? Uh, It'd be hard to keep him on your roster that long. All right, so what are some guys that we can adjust on and actually move on from? Uh, I'm liking Cole Komet on the waiver waiver wire this week. Um, but he's been getting a lot of targets. Uh, so if you're a Darren Arnold or Darren Waller fantasy owner, I think he's definitely worth a look. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent ad too. Um, mentioning what you did here about Cole Komet, he's obviously become a more focal point of that offense since their starting wide receiver has been out. So I actually do like that as a potential pickup too, and I think that was very uh. Good for you to point out there, uh, Ryan. Also, for other injuries. What the hell? <laughs> and Joe just vanished. Did he hit oh. the wrong button? <laughs> Apparently, I just wanted to kick myself on the <laughs> 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 Typical of garbage time fantasy. <laughs> so, in other injury news, Christian McCaffrey is out for the season. That's a good way to interrupt your laughter. What's going on with that, guys? Is just this the most disappointing thing that could happen in fantasy football? <sighs> yeah, it's just it sucks, and 
I can't recall exactly, but I don't think Chuba Hubbard was really overly e efficient in uh, Christian McCaffrey's place. So that's just a tough break for anyone that drafted Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Ron, you traded him away, didn't you? Before you were laughing at me. I did before he went on IR the first time. Oh, my God. Sue is our uh, only commenter down here tonight. You said some guy in my league dropped his whole team, which included Lamar Patterson, Debo, Justin Jefferson, Joe Hurts. So, obviously, he gave up, which is bullshit. I couldn't pick them up, but yeah. I got Patterson, even though I'm the seventh in the waiver wire order. If I was the commissioner of your league, I would put them all back on his roster because that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, if someone goes on protests like that. I would totally kick him out of my league. Yeah, he would be kicked out of the whole league. He would be kicked out of my league, and I would put them all back on that yep. roster and just freeze that team. That's yep. absolute bullshit, Sua. I mean, I'm I'm glad that you got Patterson, but there's a lot of good players in that field that can completely screw your team. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Debo Jefferson and Patterson. Like, that's just insane. I don't know Plus, how he how gave is up. he doing bad? Yeah. Yeah. How is he doing bad enough to give up? It, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense unless someone just make got him mad in the league and he just dropped him regardless of what his record was. It must be just something out of protest, too. Um, and some other news, too. Trey Sermon got hurt this past week. Um, but didn't have a big role in that 49ers offense, too. On some more positive news, CeeDee Lamb is expected back after his concussion. So what are your guys' thoughts on his uh, outlook going forward? Everybody oh, vetoed his trades. Yeah, that's probably for the better. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like he's a giant whiny whiner. Okay. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah CeeDee Lamb is going to be great for the rest of the year, just like he was before the injury. He almost played last week, so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play this week. Yeah, I completely agree with that, too. Um, and I think he's going to be this, effective, um, too. Do you guys see this pretty much negating all of Cedric Wilson's value that we saw this past week? Depends on if Amari Cooper comes back or not. Yeah, right. I think that all. I think he's absolutely right about that. That all completely depends on Amari Cooper. Um, regardless um, of his value, I, I think Amari Cooper's health is what's going to dictate what happens to the rest of the guys on this offense. Gallup, I think, has established himself as a piece in this offense. Ron, turn your damn volume up before I kick you out of the chat. Do what? <laughs> turn the volume off your TV before I kick you out of the chat. You can hear that? It doesn't even that loud. You can totally hear it. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's get Mr. Curly Wolf in here. Oh, my God. This show is moving so slow tonight. All right. Do you all like Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper for Hollywood? Yes. No, I don't. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a fantastic end of the season. Um, Hollywood is in an offense, I think, with a lot of other weapons right now. So, no, I wouldn't do the trade. But Ron seems to disagree with me. Why, Ron? I think Hollywood has a really good end of the year. I know the offense of the Ravens has been sputtering these past couple weeks, but I think they get it back on track and Hollywood, he, he could win people leagues. I think this year, I think Miles Sanders could win people's leagues. And I was actually trying to get him in trades because he's got the good matchups going towards the end of the season. And that he was offense plays. Go ahead. What were you saying? I could argue the fact that he had probably one of the best matchups he's going to have this past week and did next to nothing. 
I'm going to call that an oddity because the Eagles offense is an oddity, but I still like the outlook of the running back going further down the league. And not only that, Hollywood Brown has a lot of other opponents in that offense. He's going to compete with targets for, I mean, he's got Mark Andrews out there. He's got a rookie phenom wide receiver out there too. For some stupid reason, Sammy Watkins is getting the ball now. Lamar Jackson had the worst game of his career here too. There's just not a lot of good outlooks Tell me about here. It. I'm hoping Hollywood does because he's on my roster, but I like Sanders a lot more. And on top of that, Amari Cooper's a pretty solid wide receiver there. I would stick with Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper over Hollywood. I think it's a fair trade regardless. Sue says, I was going to do Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Kamara, but he wouldn't give me Lamar before he dropped the players. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that your commissioner didn't do this because it would have completely screwed up your league, dude. Um, and some more news, too, considering uh, really bad games by some quarterbacks this week. And let's talk about these two quarterbacks. Uh, first off, Cam Newton is expected to remain the starter for the Panthers going forward. And the Browns also said they are not going to bench Baker Mayfield going forward. Do you guys have any good thoughts on either one of these quarterbacks going forward? Um, Baker, man, just take a knee. <laughs> just sit out for the season. Be done for the rest of the season. Frickin' hopefully they get you some weapons next year and you come back healthy. You're not not doing yourself any favors going out there and getting hit over and over and over again. <laughs> well already injured. <clears throat> He's trying to be a Brett Favre and an Iron Man. What else can we say about him? I just I don't understand it. Yeah, he's, he's falling apart out there. Yeah. I mean it's, what is it? Both his shoulders are hurt too, or something like that. Ankle, knee. Yep. I think it, I think I saw something like an ass cheek was, you know, pulled a muscle on his ass cheek or something. I don't fucking. Probably. Um, also, the, considering what were you saying, Ryan? I was gonna say the Bears are gonna be wheeling that poor guy out there. Like he's not gonna be able to stand anymore, and they're just gonna be like, "No, you're going out." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really scary if the Bears are the ones wheeling him out there because he plays for the Browns. Dude. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen that? Word. They both. They, they both suck. Have you ever seen that Scott Sterling video? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're that's, talking about. That's all I could think about. <laughs> also, uh, with injuries, too, uh, Kareem Hunt was held out on the last drive of the game last night, too. So that's something else to monitor. Uh, Debo's expected to be out in two weeks, so that's going to suck for Ron's team. Going One forward. to two weeks. It's going to be two weeks. Debo is... Debo is a man man when he's on the field, but he is glass when he's off. It's going to be two weeks for his recovery. And uh, Pat Fryermuth is currently in uh, concussion protocol, which kind of sucks because he's caught a touchdown, I believe, five out of the last six weeks. So that is something you're going to have to monitor for Sunday. He is probably about a coin flip to start this weekend. That is something I'm going to have to monitor. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, get ready for that one and prepare if you need to. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Maybe he was on your roster and I needed to look into that. Not in any league you care about. And, and shocking news last night, too. Odell actually caught his first touchdown. Uh, Van Jefferson caught his touchdown, and they've had as much work as Cooper Cup last night, too. What is your guys' thoughts on this offense? Are they all three viable? And on top of that, who would you rather have, Odell or Van Jefferson going forward? Um, Odell's injured. Explain, because I didn't hear about this. Well, if you his back, his back, right? His back, and I think there was something else that popped up today too. I think like a hip stinger or something like that. Yeah, it was something. He he messed something else up. 
It's just the Odell effect, though. Stafford's going to keep trying to force the ball to him, and he'll get picked off. And it's just going to – I think it hurts Cup's value. I think I like Van Jefferson more. I do, too, and he got a huge influx of targets last night. I believe it was nine, if I remember right, too. He only caught three of them, and he could have had another touchdown at one point, too. Yeah. I think I think Odell's a really good wide receiver. I really do. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but the man cannot stay healthy. No, man, it's – I don't know. Like I shared a meme with you guys earlier. It was a picture of uh, the boat with the Giants, and then it has the Rams logo on top of it. He's like the new Madden curse, dude. Wherever he goes, it just seems to drag a team down. It's just to very. Be, to be fair, the Rams haven't looked good for a couple of weeks before Odell got there too. Like yeah. it wasn't just since Odell's been there. Like it was a week or two before that, also. Yeah, and fair. luckily, they only they only traded away their whole future. To be yeah. Season. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, team. to be fair on that comment, the Rams have been trading away their future since 2016, and they don't have a first round pick until 2024. So, this isn't new. Going great. This is, this is what it's they going do. Great. <laughs> it's like how I'm playing my dynasty league. <laughs> and with that yeah. scary moment, let's get into our scary recap drop. Wait, 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 wait. You were too late for it, but go ahead and say what you wanted to say. You forgot a big injury. Go ahead. Daryl Henderson. Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear about this. Go ahead. Uh he has a quad injury. Well, Sony Michelle's moving up waiver wire order tomorrow then. <laughs> him and yeah. him and Alexander Madison, if for some reason he's not picked up on a league. It says he's stupid be- if he's not picked up on a bench spot. It says he could be limited in practice this week due to health concern. But it shouldn't. And I don't think we touched on DeAndre Swift either, did we? Nope. No, we totally did not because I was back from Thanksgiving. So go ahead, Ryan. He was too busy uh, kicking himself out of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Put myself in time out. DeAndre Swift injured his shoulder on the Thanksgiving game after putting up a whole two points for my fantasy team. Holy shit, um, that's and, impressive. And is likely to miss week 13. Um, so this is a tough upcoming week for running bats, you know, and all these guys are starters, on like fantasy starters. You got yeah. Swift out, Henderson out, Cook out, CMC out. Like, that's rough. Yeah. Well, I, I feel fine about Cook being out because I'd rather – Alexander Madison's going to be fine. I would be more concerned about the other guys behind that. I think Sony Michelle will be fine, though, too, if you have his handcuff, but there's a good chance you don't. Because Alexander Anderson's almost on automatic handcuff when you have Dalvin Cook because you were worried about the shoulders to begin with anyway. I did my homework on that, and I was expecting for that to happen at some point, and here we are. Um, but Sony Michelle seems to be more of a lower-end handcuff, so this there might be a large amount of availability on him in many leagues, and he could be a good play this week. I, should believe, they're, I believe they're going into buy, aren't they? I believe the Rams aren't playing this week. Am I right? No, Rams just came out of their buy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Sony Michelle should be moving up waiver orders. Who would you guys rather have? Stupid question. I think I know the answer, but Sony Michelle or Alexander Madison? Alexander Madison. Any question at all, Ryan? No. Uh, probably not going to be available on your waivers anyway. So, Sony Michelle is going to be a very large ad. And uh, I believe uh, Williams, too, for the Chiefs, if he's not picked up, too, is going to pull right back in that role of CMCs out this week, yeah. too. So, Ron, you're like, yeah, I couldn't play him against you this week. 
And he's probably not available in a lot of leagues, but I think Tony Pollard's going to be a great pickup. The Cowboys are coming out saying they plan to rest Zeke quite a bit. Um, hopefully have him rehabilitate. I think it was a knee that's been kind of nagging him a lot of this season. So Tony Pollard could be a solid play. It's going to be the week of the backups right before playoffs in two weeks. Yeah. All right. And now with that, we're ready for this. <laughs> Scary fantasy football weeks ahead. So, boys, what game do we want to talk about first here? Do we want to talk about Ryan's game, Patriots, Titans, Texans, Jets, or do we want to talk about Eagles, Giants? We don't need to talk about the Eagles, Giants game. Oh, we're, we're, we're going into that. We're going into all Let's these games. Let's dive right into the Titans versus the Patriots. All right, since you seem so excited about it. And you can talk about the aspect of the bet, too. So, let, let's let you what have the floor. So. So our co-host JJ, who has zero faith in Matt Jones, went for 23 for 32 with 310 yards and two touchdowns, both to Tendrick Bourne. He really did look really good in the game. Uh, if you started any running bats for New England, you were probably disappointed. Damian Harris did get the one touchdown that saved his fantasy day a little bit. Um Jacoby Myers had a decent day, just under 100 yards. <clears throat> and then, despite allowing two 100-yard rushers, the Patriots' defense still had a solid day. Uh, I think two interceptions and a fumble. Um, no, one interception and three fumbles. So a lot of turnovers still created, one of them off that insane like 40-yard run that got shut down. Um, but if you had either Dontrell Hillard or Dante Foreman, that was a pretty solid day. They split carries almost 50-50. You had 12 for Hillard, 19 for Foreman, um, and absolutely no production from Ryan Tannehill or their wide receivers. Tannehill threw for 93 yards in a touchdown and an interception, and not a single Titans receiver went over two receptions or over 25 yards. So which one of these Titans uh, running backs do you think is going to be more important going forward to them? Is it going to be Hilliard or is it going to be Foreman? I want to say Hilliard. It seemed like he was the one they were – They were. I don't know, though, because Foreman out-touched him. So it's tough. Yeah, and uh, let me just point it out in this game, too. Uh, I was saying for DFS last week, too, that I think it was going to be important to get Kendrick Bourne into a lineup. And I was talking about trying to fit him into my lineup, and I did. And boy, was I happy about that because Kendrick Bourne got two touchdowns and should have had another that was called back on him too. So that was a good matchup for him. And I think he is a decent add-off of waivers the next few weeks too. He is obviously becoming a big part of this offense. And I'm a big fan of Kendrick Bourne going forward. Do you guys have any thoughts on it, Kendrick Bourne? Um, yeah, no, I think he's a solid pickup. Um and it's always hard to guess who the Patriots guys are going to be from week to week. One more thing on Dontrell Hillard. His numbers are like a little bit lopsided, like 12 carries for 131 yards. But you have to remember the one was that ridiculous, like 60-yard touchdown run right mm -hmm. before halftime. Um, so that really saved his day quite a bit. Uh, so Foreman might be the guy there. I'm not sure. Uh, my gut says it's going to be Hilliard. I don't think it'll be Foreman. I think both will get a decent amount of work, but you're going to have to look at the matchup and see if they're playing against a defense that funnels running back towards the middle of the field. And if 
the Titans wide receiving core stays injured. It seems like it's going to be happening because uh, their number one star, A.J. Brown, is expected to be out until playoffs, I believe, or is he out for the season? I, I know there's a major injury with him. No, IR, I think. Yeah, but I so think it was a short term, now. yeah. Okay, so you're, you're going to be getting in towards the playoffs in most fantasy leagues too. So these guys might be decent matchups over the next few weeks. And, Ryan, you didn't even mention Jacoby Myers either. Five receptions for 98 yards. I did too. I said he oh. went just under 100 yards. I'm a liar. John um, was involved too. It is worth noting the Titans don't have a terrible upcoming schedule. Um, They play the Jaguars, the Steelers, and then they do have the Niners and Dolphins, which could be tough, but then the Tetsons to finish out the season. Um, so they might bounce back. You might see some strong fantasy performances by some of their people based on that late schedule. And with that, let's get into the uh, Eagles and Giants game before Ryan gets on his Sealy mattress because he looks like he's tired as hell. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us about what happened with that Eagles and Giants game? Uh, the Giants looked like garbage, and the Eagles looked like slightly worse garbage. Hmm. <laughs> Hurts threw three interceptions in this game, so you should at least feel a little bit better about your defense. I don't feel like it was them playing good. I think it was just Hurts playing bad. And do you think that's going to be a pattern going forward for Hurts? You know what? I feel like it's slightly my fault that he played bad. Because <laughs> I literally, why? Because I literally just gave him props on one of the earlier episodes. That I thought he was like becoming a better passer. What you took shit for in the comments on one of our episodes where the guy <laughs> the comments said you had horrible takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like he was looking better. And then he was. Apparently the Giants defense was like, nah, man. We're going to look like an all-star defense right now. I, I don't I don't know if it's just for the fact that your corners were shutting them down or if they were just making Sanders you, – you saw Sanders, Scott, and just all the running backs there, <laughs> including including Hurts. All rushing the ball there. I don't know if you got if you guys were just planning on making them run the ball and you're gonna say beat us with your feet because I mean Gamewell led them with 32 yards receiving. So what the hell was happening on that end? Obviously, they couldn't pass the ball in this game, and that's scary for these receiving options going forward. And I really don't know what to think of Devontae Smith after this week. I feel like this is gonna be an up and down, and it's kind of been like this already this year. It's up and down with these teams. Yeah, they had a couple good weeks back to back there, but I feel like this is this is an outcome that could happen at any given week. And it's obviously not something you could guess by matchup because the Giants defense should have been a pretty decent matchup. I just I I don't understand like why Boston's got 15 carries and Miles Sanders nine. Like why? Yeah, I don't I don't trust this Eagles team. And, and Joe, for you, you seem to think that Miles Sanders is going to come on towards the end of the season. Like, I do. That doesn't concern you at all. It definitely, I definitely find it concerning. But um, I play from the bias that you need a lot of good running backs, and Sanders has the potential to win you leagues. And I am more <laughs> worried about Hollywood Brown's production in that Ravens offense, seeing what we saw 
from that team last night. Um, no, I, I really think Miles Sanders could have a decent next few weeks. He's got good matchups too. And Hollywood, while playing well okay and okay last night, just I find that offense concerning going forward. I don't know if and that I might be a bad a, take, but I just have a feeling on that. I just have one more question just because I'm curious. Ron, what the heck did the Giants do on their play with Darius Slayton to get negative 13 rushing yards? <laughs> I don't remember offhand. I think it was like a like an end around or something where Darius Slayton decided to turn around and try to go back the other way. It sounds like a Giants kind of play. And it's 13 like, yards is deep. That's deep. Yeah. At that point, throw the ball out of bounds. Like, oh just my God. get rid of it. If you're going to get tackled that far behind the line, throw it out of bounds. What are you doing? All right, and take one at 13 carries in this game for 40 yards and four receptions. Um, do you feel like he's going back to bell cow status soon and he's going to be viable for fantasy owners after this week? Yeah, as long as he can stay healthy. Is he going to actually score a lot? I see CMC and Saquon Barkley in the same exact light right now, just with more upside when CMC plays. But they're both going to be really good fantasy options, but – who knows when they're going to be on the field. Speaking of horrible fantasy options, Galladay, three for 50, Slayton, three for 40. <laughs> Who's going to be the top dog in this horrible wide receiving court? Everyone yep. loses. It'll be Kadarius Tony if he could stay healthy. Problem is, is he's not healthy. Yep, that's true. So Galladay, Slayton, any, either of them viable. I will take that silence as a no. We are moving on from this game. I don't want to answer it. He's so damn depressed. It's like he doesn't even care. They won. The team they won, won right? even. I know. I know. It, it, it's it's like they lost by 40 the way you're acting. Like, my you, God, your team so, won. You should be happy. I, someone I worked with. When the Jets beat the Tets. I know, dude. It was a shitty game, and Zach Wilson Some, looked horrible, and I was still listen, happy. Listen, someone uh, at my work is an Eagles fan. Yeah. And I texted them and I said, how dare you let the Giants beat them and ruin their draft pick? Because this is what the Giants do every single year. They will suck and suck and suck. And we'll be like, yeah, all right, here we go. Top five draft pick. Psych. Let's beat four teams that we have zero business beating. And then not get a top 10 draft pick. So, in other words, they're going to draft someone else that isn't viable for fantasy. And by that, I mean Kadarius Tony's injury. So, although they they do have a kind of they have a rough schedule coming up, they got the Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles again, Bears, and Washington. So, you could go on a three game win streak there at the end. (laughs) That'll probably be one of those. You'll be picking 10. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Better go from the Bears then. All right. So, let's get my game out. Let's get my game out of the way here, too. So, I threw a parade in upstate New York going down the street after the Jets won this game, which they had no reason to win any more games this season because, boy, did Zach Wilson look like shit. But anyway, let's talk about the positives of this game because there wasn't that many for this team. 
Tevin Goldman led the backfield with 16 carries when all along it should have been Ty Johnson, who is significantly more talented, but we're going to hand it to the veteran, which is on the retirement bed. So Tevin Coleman led the backfield 16 carries. A guy named Austin Walters got nine carries. I've never even heard of Austin Walters. He looked okay. But why are we playing Austin Walters over Ty Johnson? Ty Johnson, <laughs> six carries for 42, and he broke one off for 20 yards on a third or fourth down play. So why the hell, again, are we not playing Ty Johnson actually helping out fantasy footballers? So why don't we actually do that in the offense and get the explosive players out there? Elijah Moore. Didn't have an explosive game, but he did get one end around that looked good, and he stayed involved and was on a lot of plays in the offense. So I think Elijah Moore is going to be good for fantasy football going forward. Uh, wide receiver three with low end, wide receiver two upside. We saw an explosive week, and you're going to get explosive weeks from him. So I like Elijah Moore going forward. Yeah, he's twitchy enough to take any screen pass to the house. So. Yeah, no, he's he's an exciting option yeah. going forward. So I hope Zach Wilson – actually get some comparable football in him before the end of the year because he's irritating in the sense he can make any throw on the field, but he doesn't seem to be making the simple throws. Instead, he makes shovel pass fumbles, which just don't seem to work because you're not Brett Favre, bro. So uh, let's not do that. Let's make the simple passes like Mike White was a few weeks ago, and then you can make those insane throws that we were seeing against the Titans and the Bengals. So he's that would seeing be ghosts. Never do it. Just never, never try it. Just don't he's, do it. He's, he's definitely not seeing ghosts, but seeing ghosts. I, I'm excited because they yeah. made second half adjustments again, and this coach seems to be able to do that, and he played a lot better in the second half, but you shouldn't be doing this at all against the Texans. On the other side of this game, though, uh, Tyrod didn't do that much, to be honest here. David Johnson had 10 carries, two catches. Burkhead had 12 carries, three catches for 27 yards. They were highly ineffective. The Jets' defense did shut them down. But there's just not a lot of talent on this team. The only talent really on offense was Brandon Cooks, who had three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. So, again, a wide receiver three going forward. And this was the matchup where he should have broken out, too, because this is a very uh, – Jets. this Jets secondary lacks in experience, and he should have taken advantage of that, and he was out for that final uh, Hail Mary of the game. So that's another injury to monitor going forward. And besides that, I don't really know if there's anything else to cover in this game because there's not a whole lot of talent on these teams. It's two young teams that are looking to get better progressively, and they've got better days ahead of them. Any thoughts, boys? I just, like, the running back thing makes me so mad because I started Ty Johnson in places because, like, the obvious thing would I be, too. okay, we have Ty Johnson and Michael Carter as a one-two punch. Carter is injured. We'll probably use a lot of Ty Johnson. No, let's bring in two other guys and give them most of the work, and Ty Johnson can sit there. Like what? Again, it, the, Austin Walters. The, Why? The dude averaged the dude averaged seven yards a carry, and like I understand one of those was a twenty yard run, but still. NFL coaches hate fantasy football. Like they but, really do. Just just go with the obvious choice. Do the obvious thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Play Ty Johnson. Help, help me help you by helping me. All right. Make make the right move until Michael Carter's back. Just and that's Ty Johnson. Help a fantasy owner out, Robert Solid. That's all we're asking of you. All right, let's move on to our not next game. Much. Okay. Yeah, just not too much, right? All right, let's move on to our next game. The Bengals and Steelers here. So Joe Mixon had a career high, 165 yards and two touchdowns. Hell did he look good. What are our thoughts on Joe Mixon going forward? I I said it all offseason. 
dude was going to be a monster this year. He, he is, and that's a good call. Um, on the other side of the ball, Najee Harris was ineffective. What reason was he ineffective for? He he got the rushing work, he got the passing work. He just it didn't put come together for him. It's just because the Steelers can't do anything else. Like, no. That's, I mean, the guy's it, just trying to do it all. It's a hundred percent guard Najee and let Big Ben try to beat you anywhere else, and it's not happening. That I think that's actually a pretty good way to answer this because they want Big Ben to beat him because two weeks in a row we've seen that game plan where Claypool and Deontay Johnson have both gotten involved. Claypool, again, had three receptions and 82 yards, which is effective for fantasy football. Deontay Johnson had 95 uh, – was it 90 yards? I don't have that stat 95. Here, yeah, 95 yards. And was it a tugger? He had a touchdown too, I think, right? Nope. Um, oh, ben shit, he didn't. Threw- he only threw one touchdown, and that was to Pat Frymuth, who we've been talking about a couple weeks. Um, He's now in concussion protocol. But, yeah, like Ron said, they're basically playing the run, making Big Ben beat them, which isn't happening. But for fantasy owners who have Steelers wide receivers, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I, I do think we'll see much better weeks from Najee. Damn, does Mixon look good? And Hagen's kind of came out of nowhere this week. He's been a little disappointing this year, but people talked him up this week um, on other podcasts too. I wasn't very high on him, but I was a little bit wrong. Six receptions, 114 yards and one touchdown. And it's not like, it's it's not like his quarterback threw for a ton of yards. I believe he threw for 190 Joe Burrow. So he got a large amount of this work here. So what's going on with him and why is Claypool not getting a lot of the work? I mean, uh, Chase, Chase. Yeah. It's going to go back and forth with these two. Yeah. This was a lot of the people's fear about Jamar Chase coming into the season was T. Higgins last year was the fantasy football darling. You know what I mean? You drafted him super late or not at all and just picked him up after the waiver wire, and he was solid for your team all year. Jamar Chase came in <clears throat> and you know had people worried because T. Higgins was still there. You didn't really see it. T. Higgins was injured in the beginning of the year. You know, oh, but over the past couple of weeks, even though he hasn't put up great production, he was getting a lot of targets. And you targets are a sticky stat. Like you're getting targets because you're getting open. So if you see someone getting a lot of, a lot of targets, chances are they're going to have a breakout game sooner or later. Yeah, the only one not getting open is Odell Beckham because of his back. So, um, but yeah, to Ron's point, so if you negate the game versus the Raiders where he only got three targets after week four, when he came back from injury, he got seven targets, six targets, a whopping 15 versus Baltimore, yep, six versus the Jets, and eight versus Cleveland. He's put up over 10 fantasy points every week except two since he returned. Then, why did why is there this notion that he's having a disappointing season then? Just because he's not having the season that he had last year. You know what I mean? Like, But it's still solid. But yeah, yeah it's it's just the, the ceiling effect where since he's doing a little bit worse, people are kind of jumping ship on him. It's the same thing with uh, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Up until two weeks ago, you could say that, you know, Justin Jefferson was having a disappointing season. 
where you drafted him, like, because he was getting drafted, what, second round, third round maybe? Yep. He was getting drafted to be a top three to five wide receiver, and he wasn't really playing like that in the first half of the season to the point where the coach literally came out and was like, yeah, we got to get Justin Jefferson more involved. And over the past couple of weeks since he said that, yes, now he's having these monstrous type games. But in some cases, it's a kind of a little too little too late type of deal, you know? People are going to remember the beginning of years. They talk about it all the time. Like, you remember what happens in the first seven weeks. Because if someone's letting you down for seven weeks and you're not going to make the playoffs because that person let you down, then you're going to go into the next year being like, that person had a horrible year, regardless if they finished a top 10 or not. So that's why David I Montgomery think, is going to be drafted late again next year. Yeah, you know what? I I I hope everyone feels that way because Justin Jefferson's been on fire. He's a he's a top five fantasy wide receiver mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, and really, like the crazy thing with him is it's not even like he started off the year that bad. But like, no, I don't know what I don't know what people were expecting from him. But like, twelve <clears throat> points, eighteen points, twenty six points, and twenty points. Those were his first four games, mm-hmm. and people were still like, eh. Yeah, because he wasn't <laughs> he getting the touchdowns. The <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's true. This I is mean, this is this is a good diving off point too. Go ahead and finish your uh, comment. I was just Ron, and I was just going to say I warned people. Yeah, no, Jefferson's really coming on now too. Um, I was a little bit worried with all the other wide receivers in that offense, but it, it seems to be working. Even though uh, their quarterback there likes to line up under the guard. He seems to still get the ball to his wide receivers, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, Christian, yeah you saw that clip of Christian Kirk <laughs> pulling up under the guard that his teammate having to come over and be like, no, how about you try the center before you take that snap? Yeah, so that was pretty funny too. So, Ryan, you were mentioning – you and Rob were mentioning uh, Jefferson here too. Adam Thielen got two touchdowns in this game too, so that man just keeps on rolling too. Can he keep up the pace that he's currently rolling at? Yeah, I think so. He's ranked number 10 right now. Um, they're showing that they can support two top running backs. I mean, two top wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this new Dalvin, Dalvin Cook injury. Um, they're going up against some pretty soft defenses. They got Detroit, Pittsburgh. Um, then they have a game against Chicago. Then the Rams, Green Bay, and Chicago again. I, I see those all as games where these two could perform quite well. Um, and Madison Madison could do very well too. I guess the biggest concern with some of these upcoming games is if they get a big enough lead early, do they just go to the run game? Yeah, no, and I think that's a good point too. Honestly, I don't think much changes with that offense with Madison in there too. He <laughs> seems to get the passing work anyway in a similar role Delvin Cook does. So I don't think it's really going to affect these receivers. So Adam Thielen keeping up the pace he currently is at. Um, I think is going to happen. At least he just seems to get a touchdown every single week, and there's no reason he can't keep doing it. The freaking man has a knack, and it, it is the red zone. That is his specialty, and he's going to continue to do that. Um, on the other side of the ball here, too, Elijah Mitchell had a day, 27 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. And that's even with 
another running back in the backfield a favor Ron Debo Samuel. Yeah. I still I, I still don't know what to think of Debo Samuel. Like I know he's gonna be out for one to two weeks, but again, so two weeks ago he had one target. This past week, I think he had two targets. But he's saving his day because they're giving him 10 rushes. And a lot of times they're like goal line red zone touches. I think they're just seeing that they need to get the ball to their explosive players. And they've seen Ayuk is explosive, so they're getting him more involved. But they're like, listen, we need to get Debo the ball more. Yes, we like Wilson, but the explosive player here over him is Debo. So how can we get him involved? Well, shit, he can be a running back. So let's throw him at that position too. I think they just saw what they're doing with Cordell Patterson. They're like, hey, we have a guy that can do that. (laughs) I think you're right. That's what they're doing. And now he's the number three fantasy wide receiver right now. So. At running back. <laughs> At running nope. back. I know. When are, when are they going to switch his uh, title to uh, wide receiver and running back? That would help me out in a few weeks. <sighs> that would help me out immensely. I know. Give him the Taysom <laughs> Hill, Hill uh, treatment where he can play at three different positions. Is, um, Patterson's, is Patterson still both? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still running back wide receiver. Interesting. Uh, also in this offense, Brandon Ayuk, again, effective. Three catches, 91 yards. Uh, so what's your thoughts on him going forward, guys? Is he fully uh, brought into this offense, and is he someone you can now play weekly without even thinking about? Uh, I want us to say yes so bad. I wouldn't say without even thinking about, because like you said, he had three catches for 91 yards. Like, mm-hmm. this offense wants to go through the run. Um, These next two weeks will probably feel a little bit better with Debo out. But I think, you know, you're still going to have the weeks where he doesn't do much for you, I think. Speaking of people not doing much for you, what the hell happened to Kittle this week? Uh, They ran the ball something like 45 times or something like that. Sounds about right. (laughs) So are are we concerned about Kittle? No. They don't need him as a security blanket as much as what they needed before. Right. They, They have other weapons now. Yeah, it seems to be all over the field, too. Um, and they're seeming to hit their stride. They've won two in a row now, too. And they're right in the middle of the playoff hunt. So I don't believe at any point this season they're going to go to their rookie. I think they're going to ride Jimmy Garoppolo right till the end of the season. So, again, yep. we've said this on the show. Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo has a fantastic schedule coming up for the end of the season. So consider picking him up if you have a questionable quarterback position. He's someone you can consider for your playoff run. So keep a look at Jimmy Garoppolo because – Shit, Cam Newton did not look good like a lot of us thought. So what happened in that game? Because we got to talk about that. Why did Cam Newton look so damn bad? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get to see any of it. So my thoughts on it, (laughs) Cam Newton in that game, is the simple fact that the Dolphins' defense, I think, is legitimately (coughs) better, and they play very well against the style of a running quarterback, and they've shown that in the later half of the season too. Um, the Dolphins were effective on the ground too in this game. Uh, Gaskin got two touchdowns, but Philip Lindsay had 12 carries in this game. Is this something that we need to be concerned about with Gaskin's workload going forward? He, I believe right now is a top 
he may the rate he's going, he may finish as a top 10 running back on the season, depending on your format. But Philip Lindsay got 12 carries in this game. Is uh Gaskins uh fool's gold right now? I I'm not gonna lie, I've been refusing to pay attention to him just because I jumped ship so early this season because he ticked me off. Like I just looked and saw where he's ranked and I was like, no way. Um so I've like refused to pay attention to him. Uh but so I'm gonna say I still don't trust it. I don't I don't trust it. Um he probably have weights where he does give you solid running back two numbers. Uh, but I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna depend on it. He'd be someone I'd play in an emergency at this point if he's sitting on my bench. Would you break the glass and play Philip Lindsay in an emergency at any point? No. Not yet. Let's is see. He, what is he someone that you're gonna keep an eye on them? I would. Yeah, if he already got 12 snaps after just getting on the team, pretty much. Um, Philip Lindsay's a really good running back mm-hmm. that has been yeah. shafted a few times. I, I also made a comment in my notes here that Christian McCaffrey was surprisingly silent on the game, and then the news on his injury came out. So I'm assuming that's probably why he was quite silent on this game. Well, he um, got only got 10 carries. Yeah. He only got 10 carries. He got injured shortly before halftime. Mm-hmm. Came out after the half and tried to do it, run on it again, and just couldn't. I, I <clears> it's <throat> just Cam can't throw, you know. Like Damn right. He did Five of 21. You, you saw that when he was with the Patriots. It was all super short stuff or, you know, kind of weird running. Out. So if you shut down the run and made it so he can't do that and force him to throw the ball, it's going to go well for your team. So Cam pissed me off initially because he came right out and got the rushing touch. And I'm like, all right, we're in for another 30-point day. It's going to be good. And like I just freaking said, five of fucking 21, two interceptions and a rush touchdown. Boys, that's less than seven points if I remember right. I think he scored me less than seven points. So what the actual hell? And you've got some more news for us. So what's going on, Ron? This is just an interesting sidebar. Uh <laughs> Kyle Yates of Fantasy Pros just tweeted out. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous stat ever. Derrick Henry still leads the NFL in rush attempts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's injured. Yeah. <laughs> that is, oh my God. Jonathan Taylor will overtake him in a week or two, I think. <laughs> so um, we have that. I just want to point out, like, I really hope I, I don't know, it would have took someone really smart, I believe, to have picked Miami to beat Carolina. Like, it was totally against the grain. Nobody else was gonna do it. So, I mean, just someone real smart. Oh, that's that's funny that you point that out because I still kick your ass in picks this week, and even with the game tonight, I'm still gonna beat you in picks. So, don't want to hear it. Go ahead and count the numbers, Ron. I won this week. You've got you've got one less wrong than me. I've got two, I believe. Nope, just one. I have five wrong. You have four wrong. And if Seattle wins tonight, we both have five wrong. Show math. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm still ahead, asshole. Uh, speaking of Joe Math here, we'll go with Joe Math, Jay Lawaddle, nine nine receptions on 137 yards, one touchdown. He's on pace to be MVP, just kidding. But, uh, yeah, what do we think of Waddle going forward? Is he turning into a wide receiver one? 
a it's, really the back end wide receiver one. And is he going to do that going forward? He's getting an insane amount of work, or is he just going to fall into that floor of a wide receiver two at the later half of the season? He, he, he feels special here. Something is going on here with Jalen Waddle. He could finish wide receiver one, but it won't be a consistent thing. It'll be like these type of games where he has these big explosion games. And you just got to give the man all the credit in the world by doing this with someone that should have been benched already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we won't discuss that. I don't need to make that apology again. Yeah. Tua Tungabailoa. <laughs> very, very good week. 27 to 31, I believe. Yeah. I One think he's something down. like 70% completion percentage on the year or something like that. He's playing phenomenal football right now. I was talking some mad shit about him this season, too. And, <laughs> and, and I still do not apologize for that. Who is their backup that you said they were going to bench him for? It, it doesn't matter anymore. We're moving oh, on. It <laughs> okay. So what game would you guys like to talk about next? Chargers at Denver or Green Bay and Rams? Oh, I don't care. Chargers Denver. All right. So mm-hmm. Herbert in this game, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. They only scored 13 points. So what happened to this offense? Because Eckler got a little bit of work, did what Eckler did, 12 for 36, six receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Allen also was decent, seven receptions for 85 yards. Mike Williams, four receptions, 39 yards. Disappointing, but we were kind of expecting him to come back down to earth a little bit. So what the hell happened to this offense? Why did they only put up 13 points? I feel like... If they can't get Mike Williams going, this offense sputters. And I know that seems weird because, like, you think it shouldn't. They have Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. You think Mike Williams should be, like, a third guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> Their third guy was Jared Cook who caught a touchdown. Yeah, it's it just seems like – it seems like if Mike Williams doesn't have a good game, this offense is not having a good day. <laughs> Like no, you you have a point there. And when he was getting heavily targeted, this offense was kick, clicking a lot better, and the Chargers were right. a lot more games. Um, Herbert had a good week last week, so I do believe this offense has different formulas to win games. But they seem to be going back to the one they were using last year, which was Eckler and Allen getting a lot of possession throws. This offense, instead of running the ball, seems to run through the pass, and that is how their offense flows. Not to say that they can't win with that. Um, and it does help for fantasy owners if you own either one of these guys, but you're highly disappointed if you're the Mike Williams owner. So let me ask you this. Is there any chance they change that formula going forward, or has that ship sailed and Mike Williams is just shit out of luck here? I don't know if they change their formula or if just teams figured out how to stop Mike Williams. Like, could be. It could be they just are take, taking away Mike Williams and it's preventing yeah. the – I mean – Look at the Chiefs. Teams are doing that to the Chiefs. They're taking away Kelsey and Hill, and it's making the Chiefs offense that has been phenomenal for three years now and is making them inept. Like, just they can't do anything. And it it almost feels like teams are doing a similar thing to the Chargers right now. Mm -hmm. Speaking of uh, inept offense, go ahead, Ryan. And I was just going to mention, as far as the score goes, because it is surprising to see Herbert throw for 300 yards, but they only put up 13 points. 
Um, he was picked off in the end zone, which definitely doesn't help. They drove all the way down to like the 15 and got picked off. Um, and then he was picked off again in the fourth quarter. Um, so those two pits, fourth quarter, pretty much sealed the game. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of inept offenses, when starting quarterbacks are out, Teddy Bridgewater leaves. Uh, a no-name quarterback that I do not need to mention his name comes back in, and they're forced to run the ball. Gordon, 17 carries on 83. Javante, 14 carries and a touchdown. Also got a little bit of passing work, three catches, 57 yards. So, boys, what is going on with this offense? And if Teddy Bridgewater were to leave for a week or two based on this injury, which I do not have in front of me right now, I don't even know what it was on. Probably should have researched this before. But, hey, I dropped the ball on that. Can Drew Locke efficiently run this offense? Because I sure shit didn't seem it. He seemed to be like what I thought two of Tonga Bailoa was going to be this year. And I was wrong. I mean, he completed four passes and threw an interception. So, yeah, I think that's your answer. Here's my breakdown of the Denver Broncos. They're going to be a really good team when Aaron Rodgers comes there next year. I I agree with that. Um, so Bridgewater did go out, but came back in and I, I know it was a shin injury, but I haven't heard anything else about it. The, the thing that concerns me about that, and I know he did come back in is those tend to swell up after, and I'm very concerned that true Locke's going to have to play this weekend. So if, if he is, can we play any of these receivers or are you just avoiding all of them? I mean, if you have Judy on your team, it's hard not to play him. But if you yeah. can have a decent pivot option, I would pivot away from every single one of them. You better hope to God Bridgewater plays him. Yeah. What are you saying, Ryan? No, I was just thought, look at Antonio Gibson, who's dealt with a shin for like the whole season, and it can really hinder your ability to play. So there'll be something to watch. That is definitely true. And with that, let's move on to our next game, Falcons and Jags. Cordell Patterson returns to form. 16 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Two receptions, and Russell Gage got involved in this game too. Six receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Boys, the Falcons offense came to life a little bit. Is this just the formula of playing the Jags? What's the fantasy relevance of these players going forward? Obviously, Cordell Patterson is amazing, but can you play anyone else? It's just the Jaguars. So, like, I'm not going to take any crazy stock from this game except that, (laughs) yes, still play Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Any other stock for maybe a tight end on this team? No. Honestly, what has Kyle Pitts done all year? I've been anti-Pitts for so long. And, like, he peaked up for a little bit. That made me look stupid. Yeah, he had that one game where he did, like, 163 yards. Yep. Has he had any other real fantasy-relevant games since then? I think I'm officially going to say where people He's been in the top ten a few games, but no. That's not difficult to do, though. It's true. I think Tight where people took him the last two years. I think he's a bust based on where he was being Ooh, drafted. Shit. Oh yeah, where he, he was being drafted, he's definitely a bust. He went over twenty points twice. He put up twenty sits versus the Jets, and twenty three versus Miami. He's had one, two, three, four. He's maybe a bust for fantasy six. football. I'm, I'm not calling him a bust as a player for fantasy football this year. Yes, for where he's been taken, but oh well, yeah. You know, he's a he's a rookie tight end. All right, well, before Joe rudely interrupted me, I was going to say 
He's put up five single-digit efforts, and yeah, not a bust as a player. He's going to be a great player eventually. But in fantasy, I think he was being taken like third round. It, I don't know if it was that early, but it was way too early. It was, it was, was no in the top five rounds. So do you guys think Pat Bradley's <laughs> got a higher ceiling going forward? Yes. This season. Holy shit, that might bring up some of this. That'll be interesting to see the dynamic, especially in Dynasty going forward, Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth, because obviously... Well, I, I I think Ron pointed out last week that Fryermuth in the past, like, what, three or four weeks has been a top five tight end mm. every week. I mean, he's well, been... the reason I think Fryermuth will be a more consistent fantasy football option this year is because they can't scheme him out of the game. They have to worry about Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Chase Claypool. In Atlanta, it's literally Cordell Patterson, who you can't scheme out because he's a running back. No one else. And Kyle Pitts, that's it. So you take away Kyle Pitts. Fucking Russell Gage. Right, exactly. Like, that's my point. Like, this year, you're going to be more happy having Fryermuth on your team than you are Kyle Pitts. Boy, could they Man, use their number one wide receiver back. Especially yeah. since you probably got Fryermuth <laughs> off the waiver wire and you had to draft Pitts in those top five. Um, right. And another interesting thing I just realized, Pitts still only has one touchdown on the season. Yeah. Um, All right, with that, what were you saying? Still a top 10 tight end right now, though, which isn't yeah. super hey. hard to do, though. It's true. Yeah, if you're not top three, then it doesn't matter. Right. On the other side of this ball, James Robinson, heavily involved in this offense, 17 carries on 86 yards, three catches for 29. It, I, I felt like this came very difficult for him, though, especially early on in the game. It's, it felt like he grinded Atlanta down a little bit more as the game went on, but I watched him statistically early, and it just didn't look right until late. He's getting the work, but what's going on? Is this just a shitty Jags offense that is running through him? And everyone's trying to bottle him up. And that's why the yards are coming so tough. Like, they're there and he's scoring, but it just seems to be coming more difficult as of late. He's, I mean, he's still averaged five yards a carry, which is decent. Mm-hmm. Decent. <laughs> just decent. <laughs> just decent. <laughs> just fucking I mean, phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, could fall forward, I could fall forward and do like three. So I mean, No, you can't. You're not even three foot tall. Listen, I said I would leap forward. I misspoke. I would leap forward. So leap forward. Yeah, like I said, is this just synonymous, though, with these receivers? So listen here. Their leading wide receiver was Treadwell, who is a former pick of the Vikings from years back. Tavon Austin caught a touchdown. Marvin Jones both went four catches for 53 yards. So you got to ask yourself there, who is more significant for fantasy out of those two? And what the hell is Treadwell doing in this spot? Do we have any – Remote interest in him? I want none of it. And who the hell even knew Tavon Austin was still in the league? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, God. All right. So, are we going to move on from this ugly fest of a game? Sure. Okay. Bucks and Colts. Fournette had a day. Jonathan Taylor, a little bit less of a day. 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. You would have thought that would have been Jonathan Taylor's numbers. So what happened in this game? How was Fournette able to take over? 
He's just a good running back. That's yeah. simply it. Yeah. On a good offense. like <laughs> And a Tom Brady-related offense and a defense yeah. that just couldn't stop the run. Yeah, and Fournette did have, I think it was like a 20-yard run at the end to try to seal the game. It might have even been longer than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he got his third rushing. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, you know someone on that team is going to go off. This week it was Grant and Fournette. Yep. Um, Godwin fumbled early, so I think he kind of just got put in the doghouse a little bit and wasn't really looked at going after that. Um, pretty quiet day from Evans, so it was a Fournette and Grant day. Any chance Antonio Brown takes his role right back over this week when he comes back, ultimately? Yes. Especially if these guys are in the doghouse? If he comes back, yes. Me? Yes. I do believe he's going to come back this week. I've heard that. Before. I need it to be. Yeah. I need Twice. it to be a one. I need him that. <laughs> I believe in Antonio Brown. I do. <laughs> Fake backs card and all. <laughs> oh, the other side of this ball too. Uh, Carson Wentz exploited this uh, week secondary with twenty-seven to forty-four passes. So he was slinging around the right, around the yard. Not a high completion percentage, but he threw for three touchdowns and threw for three hundred and six yards. Um, what's your thoughts on Wentz going forward? Is this just the kind of quarterback you're going to have to play the matchups with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, and, I think they knew they were going to have to sling it to hang with the butts. So. Yeah. And what's up with Jack Doyle getting six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown and being in one of the top tight ends this week. <laughs> it's just a Jack Doyle day. Just, I don't see any more Jack Doyle days coming forward again. I, I think that was kind no. of an odd. There might be one more. Pittman, four receptions on 53 yards. Pittman will have better days, I believe. Yeah. And Taylor, <clears throat> a minuscule eight, 16 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. My God, how how dare he have less than 100 yards on any day? Like, pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Boss. Embarrassing. <laughs> scoring embarrassing. Almost, yeah, scoring 19 points in DFS, too. Just absolutely embarrassing. How dare he? Any other thoughts on this game, boys? Maybe some Tom Brady love, Ryan, before we move on to Ravens and Browns, which doesn't have much fantasy relevance. No. I don't I don't really like feel like I need to give Tom Brady love anymore because he left us and now I have abandonment issues. So now you got Mac Jones, baby. All right. That's Raven, true. It worked out. That is true. Mayfield, shitty, injured, one touchdown. Lamar Jackson, historically shitty for him. One touchdown, four interceptions. Oof. Uh, Freeman left the backfield, 16 carries, 52 yards. Murray got eight carries. Mark Andrews had a good day with four receptions, 65 yards, and a TD. Brown got involved, 51 yards on eight catches. Bateman, four catches. Jarvis Landry, six receptions for over 100 yards. Ninjoku even caught a touchdown. Hunt and Chubb, both were ineffective, and Hunt is being evaluated for injuries. Boys, thoughts on this game? I think it's just like what Ron said where the Giants-Eagles was who sucks more. That was this with this team, these teams. It's like, how do you get four interceptions and still lose? Well, if you were watching this game, it, it's amazing because more than half of these happened right at the end of the second quarter when it just felt like they were handing the ball back and forth to each other. And then there's more going on to the second half of the game. So what the hell was just going on? Was it just a defensive slug? And this isn't what's going to occur for these teams yeah. going forward? Or do we have to be concerned about one of these offenses? Because going forward, I'm kind of concerned about this Browns offense, not about Nick Chubb per se, but I am concerned about Kareem Hunt's injuries and any of these receivers. I mean, Jarvis Landry had a week, but I don't think he's going to consistently do that. Yeah, I think. And their quarterbacks banged up. 
I think you throw away the game for the Ravens. You're not going to sit anybody you normally wouldn't. But you're right. With the Browns, it's pretty much you play Nick Chubb, and that's about it. Until yep. what about Kareem Hunt? Are we you can you plug him back in if he's deemed healthy? If he's deemed healthy, I think you kind of have to, but you're not going to feel good about it. No, you're not going to like it. No. Okay. And with thoughts on Thanksgiving games, I've got five little points I'd like to make. You guys can make any points, and then we can get the hell out of here if you'd like. Uh, obviously, Mooney is a clear number one with the Bears. I think believe playing at a wide receiver two level right now. Uh, Montgomery, while not highly affected last week, is very clearly the workhorse for the Bears and could be big for you these last few weeks towards the playoffs. Could win you some games, I think, too. I think he's sneaky coming in the last two weeks. I think it's obvious with the Raiders when they obviously feed Jacobs, which they did in that game against the Cowboys. They win games, and they statistically win games whenever they feed him, so I don't know why the hell they don't get him the ball more because the offense seems to run effectively through him. Hunter Renfro is a good wide receiver, too, with – Obvious wide receiver two upside. He had a great game, eight receptions for 134. He gets work. I think Jackson, who had under over 100 yards in that game, is nothing more than a flash in the pan. I don't think you see another game from him this season like that. Um, there was a little bit of speed left there, but he's more of the guy that's going to get maybe three receptions in a game. He's past his prime, and I think that's a little bit of an oddity. Gallup, I think, will have a larger role, even with Amari Cooper out. I think he's established his role. Um Cedric Wilson is the one you have to worry about when C.D. Lamb comes back healthy. Um, and Josh Allen is back, baby. Four touchdowns, and Dawson Knox is easily a top six or seven tight end going forward because, boy, do the tight ends suck. And he had two last week. So Dawson Knox was a great pickup off the waiver wire early in the season for you if you got him. So, boys, do you have any other thoughts on Thanksgiving games or anything I commented on? No, you you hit it. Ron, I love your private chat here. How many more games do we have to talk about? Like you actually wanted to get out of here or something. What, is there a game on the TV you'd actually like to watch or some shit? No, I'm going to bed. It's it's weird. The one that made us start later is like, oh, my God, are we done? Yeah, oh, my God, it's 916. Are we done, guys? I'm going to go to bed. I got yeah, so got... warm milk and cookies. Yeah, I'm old and tired. Every damn bad. week. <laughs> so, guys, we're Garbage Time Fantasy Football, and if you have any questions you'd like to ask us, you can leave them on the comments on these live shows. Leave them below the episode where you can talk shit like some people have over the recent weeks. Or leave your questions there. You can leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple. Tune in anywhere you have podcasts. It does not matter. We are probably there. Hell, we are even on Amazon. Ryan, I believe MMA has some big pay-per-views coming up, so you'll be doing some shows lately. Which week is that going to be? Uh, yeah, so this Saturday, uh, it's not a pay-per-view. We have Font versus Aldo. Should be a good fight. And then after that, though, we have some big cards coming up. So definitely give us a look and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Garbage Time MMA for, um, for fight pits, predictions, bets, DFS, all the good stuff. Yep, we also have a Twitter handle. Ron, what is that? Uh, at Garbage underscore Time FF on Twitter. And we're also at Garbage Time Fantasy Football on Instagram, too, where you can also leave messages for us if you'd uh, like to collaborate with us. We'd be looking to do that, too. You can leave comments and questions there, too. Don't be shy, guys. Reach right out to us. We don't bite, at least not that bad. And with that, let's get out of here. Good night, Heckling Fandom. <laughs>